ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> well, that was Paula, um, my lovely wife outside, including some footage to open the show um, of CNN and MSNBC this morning. <laughs> oh, oh, my buddy, producer Joe, how are you on this it's fine, glorious it. Monday. I told you so. Yeah, baby, it's time for some I told <laughs> oh. you so. Oh, oh, oh is it oh. ever? Is it ever? And for all of you out there, and I'll get to this in a few, including David Gergen and a lot of the fake conservatives out there who insist on us kind of letting this all go away and just taking it lying down. Oh, it's time to move on. Uh, eh, not going <laughs> to happen, brother David. Now we double down. New rules, <laughs> ladies and gents. We win, you lose. Now I think that you think that a certain something is not all that it could be. When in fact, it is all that it should be and more. <laughs> <laughs> You're on fire, Adam. Joe doesn't George. plan this with me at all. Uh, before we get started, I just want to play the RNC or the Republicans, their new ad, the Trump campaign, whatever it was, their new ad that they put out based on the now entirely, completely discredited debunk collusion hoax. Play that video. The evidence is pretty clear that there was collusion between the Trump campaign and the Russians. I think there's plenty of evidence of collusion or conspiracy in plain sight. We saw strong evidence of collusion. Well, we know there was collusion with people in the campaign. I think a mountain of evidence of collusion between the uh, campaign and the Russians. Well, we don't even need the buzzer for that one. All right, folks, I have got a stack show. Um, and just a note on the title of today's show. Uh, book two is almost done. The sequel to Spygate. Of course, we were waiting for the Mueller report to be issued. Um, yeah. Now that the report is issued and we have a four page summary, uh, we have now figured out the title for book two. The title for book two, Exonerated. I love it. I love it. Exonerated. Spygate's book one. Please pick it up. Exonerated. Book two. That is also the title of today's show, which will be a two-part episode because we have so, so much to talk to. All right. Today's show brought to you by buddies at WaxRx. Ladies and gentlemen, you know how much I love my sponsors. I only endorse products I can use myself or use for my family. And that you would value yourself. WaxRx, listen, it's not the sexiest product to talk about, but as I've told you, I had to deal with earwax buildup when I was a secret service agent. We had these little uh, squiggly ears, uh, the squiggly earpiece things in your ears. Earwax buildup, you can't hear anything. You got to get rid of that earwax and you can't stick those, uh, those cotton swabs in there. That's not what they're for. They're for the outside of your ear. Huh? So here's a customer review I saw from WaxRx. Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> That's funny, huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> this is an actual email we got. I used to have to go to the doctor twice a year to get rid of my stubborn, hardened earwax with the rising cost of healthcare and my double deductible. I have to pay $60 a visit. That's $120 a year and I have to take off work. Now I can do it myself with WaxRx and a significant savings that also doesn't require me to miss a half a day of work. Thank you, WaxRx. Try WaxRx. You'll love it. Right now, try the WaxRx system by typing in GoWaxRx.com. That's GoWaxRx.com. Use offer code DAN at checkout for free shipping. 
Don't wait. You have no idea what you may be missing because of inner earwax. Who knows? It might change your life. Visit GoWaxRx.com, promo code DAN, for free shipping. Don't miss it. It's a really great product. We love it. All right. Number one. First takeaway today, folks. Let's not get sucked into the media vortex here. They want this all to go away now. They're going to, everybody's going to start to tell you, oh, the system worked. Mueller did a good job. Uh, This is how it's supposed to work. These were serious allegations. No, no. These were never serious allegations. This was a scam from the start, and Mueller deserves no credit. Deserves no credit. Dan, how can you say that? He completely exonerated Trump. No, no, no. Mueller didn't exonerate Trump. Don't ever forget this. Trump exonerated Trump. You're damn right, Armacost. Yes, sir. Not, can't Trump add to that. exonerated Trump. Yep. He did nothing wrong. Mueller didn't do any favors for anybody. This guy does not deserve a gratitude from anyone. And I'm going to explain to you why in a second here. One person exonerated Donald Trump, and that is President Donald J. Trump, because he never did this. He never committed any of these alleged crimes. These were complete Total fabrications. I usually ask you, producer Joe. Paula, you see where I'm going with this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need like a... Th- 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 Mueller doesn't deserve any favors. Yeah. The media coverage, Joe, on the yeah. left and in these fake news mainstream outlets mm-hmm. that Mueller somehow... Because now they just want to move on. We're right. not moving on. We are not moving on. We are going to hold everyone to account, including these media hacks. You know what, Paula? Play quickly, if you don't mind. Play the collusion. This is a, a, a kind of a funny little montage. I want to make a little light of this at the beginning of the show because we'll go crazy if we listen to me. This is a quickie media montage of all these media people on the record indicating there was collusion. Some sort of collusion. Trump, Russian, possible collusion. Trump, Russian, metal collusion. Trump, Russia, possible collusion. Trump, Russian, potentially collusion. Trump, Russia, possible collusion. Trump, Russian, possible collusion. Trump, Russian, collusion. Trump, Russian, Russian collusion. Trump, Russia, possible collusion. Trump. Russian possible collusion. Russian, Russian, Russian collusion. Trump, Russian possible collusion. Trump, Russian possible collusion. Trump, Russian collusion with the Russians. Trump, Russia possible collusion. Trump, Russia possible collusion. Trump, Russia possible collusion. Trump, Russia possible collusion. Trump, Russia potential collusion. Trump, Russia potential collusion. And the Kremlin and be in collusion with Putin. And the Kremlin and be. In collusion. And the Kremlin and the in collusion. 17 agencies. 17 of our intelligence agencies have confirmed our intelligence agencies. 17 of them. Folks, if you're not watching our video show, youtube.com slash Bongino, right, Joe? That audio is funny. Don't get me wrong. But Joe's seen the video. So is Paula. If you're watching, there's a dance montage in the beginning. You got to watch our video. That is Uh priceless. Even if you listen to the audio, go back and watch youtube.com slash Bongino. Watch the video of the show. The dance montage. It's really, I'm not making this up, is priceless. It is one of the greatest videos ever. We are not letting any of this go if i may and it's I, time to dance it's time to <laughs> yeah, dance oh baby you know oh, what i'm man, saying is it baby ever yeah. time to dance so on the Mueller front here's going to be point number one that you're not hearing in a lot of other places outside of fox Mueller deserves no credit for anything but why folks 
What is the problem right now with a Mueller probe that exonerated Trump? Point one, number one, I just made Mueller didn't exonerate Trump. Trump exonerated Trump because he did nothing wrong. But secondly, Joe, let me ask you a question. I think you're going to see where I'm going with this quite rapidly. When exactly did Bob Mueller find out that collusion was a hoax? Mm. Joe, this investigation was 675 days long. There were tens of thousands of subpoenas issued, hundreds of search warrants, hundreds of, of, of witnesses, foreign trips, foreign governments interviewed, pen registers, thousands of pages of documents turned over with full cooperation of the White House. When exactly did Bob Mueller conclude, Joe, what you and I, and I want to thank you and my audience for hanging, I mean it, because Mm -hmm. Joe, you could have quit this show a long time ago if you thought I was some lunatic. Oh, Bongino's a conspiracy theorist. His Spygate book is crazy. Every single bit of it's been vindicated today. Mm -hmm. You could have bailed a long time ago. But my point on this is we knew this two years ago. Yes. Bob Mueller with a trained crew of what, 15, 14 FBI agents, 19 lawyers, and the full power of the U.S. government, $35 million budget? When did he find out collusion was a hoax, folks? I'm going to get to why this matters in a second. Some of you may see where I'm going with this. Some of you may not, but let me tell you, it is a Mm -hmm. critical question. Folks, I just want it on the record here, not to pat myself on the back, but just to establish quick bona fides for new listeners. I worked federal cases for eight of my 12 years in the Secret Service. Big federal cases. And with one one one-thousandth of the budget, probably less, I'm being generous, and a fraction of the assets Bob Mueller had, meaning like I had one U.S. attorney and one investigator, that one investigator was me, I've worked extremely complicated international terrorism cases, financial fraud cases, Joe, we figured the case out in a couple months. Yes, sir. You're telling me that what I did in two and three months by myself with one lawyer and what, a $10,000 office budget? Bob Mueller with 35 million, 19 lawyers and what, close to 15 to 20 FBI agents couldn't figure out in two years? When did Bob Mueller know? Well, I'm going to answer that question for you, ladies and gentlemen. I can guarantee you Bob Mueller knew immediately this case was a hoax. It was a total hoax. Now, why does any of this matter? Because Bob Mueller's initial scope memo written by Rod Rosenstein when he's hired is to do what? It's to investigate Russian collusion. My informed opinion on this is that Bob Mueller likely concluded within the first couple months, if not the first couple of weeks, that that premise was a hoax. The collusion story that Trump colluded with the Russians was based on one thing and one thing only. The dossier. That is it. That is their only piece of evidence. They had nothing else. This is critical. I mentioned this on Fox and Friends. This morning and on my Saturday appearance and on Jesse Waters' show on, on, uh, that appeared on, on Saturday night. You must understand this. The entire collusion narrative that we now know is entirely, completely debunked and discredited and is false is based on one piece of information. The dossier paid for by Hillary Clinton. 
This leads to two problems. On the Mueller front, we're discussing now. If Mueller figured that out early, which I guarantee you he did, then ladies and gentlemen, what the hell was Bob Mueller doing for 675 days? The answer is he was engaging in a political campaign to destroy the presidency of Donald Trump. You can take that check to the bank and cash it. Bob Mueller was waging a two-year war on the president. That, by the way, hat tip to my wife, Paula, who brought this up at dinner last night. We were sitting there eating Chipotle at my kitchen table. She's like, you know, it's awfully convenient that, you know, Jeff Sessions gets out of the Justice Department. Whitaker and then Bill Barr now take over. And all of a sudden, Joe, lickety split. Bob Mueller, once he gets reined in a bit, figures out, wow, I probably have to stick to my mandate and actually do an investigation, not gauge in a political war against the president. Oh, yeah, case is over now. Hmm. And let me be clear on what I'm saying. I'm not suggesting to you that the Department of Justice or the Attorney General, whether it was the acting in Whitaker or Barr, did anything to impede Mueller. We know that the four page document laid out by the Justice Department, which Mueller clearly agreed to, says, Joe, categorically that Mueller's investigation was not impeded in any way. That is not what I'm telling you. Let me be absolutely clear. What I'm telling you is the now disgraced Bob Mueller engaged in a two year political campaign investigating a hoax he knew was a hoax early. And the only reason he wrapped it up is because the job he was assigned to do, investigate collusion, he was probably being kept to by an attorney general interested in the rule of law, not waging false political attacks against the United States government in the form of Donald J. Trump, the chief executive. Now, what's my evidence for this? Folks, just weeks After the scope memo, the initial scope memo where Rod Rosenstein hires Mueller. Just weeks after that happens, there's a revised scope memo issued. Remember, the initial mandate for Mueller, his charge going forward, Joe, everybody needs Mm -hmm. to be clear on this. Mm -hmm. His charge going forward was to investigate Russian collusion in this election cycle. I'm telling you that's only based The collusion, not Russian interference. That's different. We know the Russians interfere. They've been interfering in our elections forever. Collusion with the Trump campaign. Mueller likely figures out within weeks this is a hoax. Instead of wrapping up his investigation, he goes back and asks for a revised scope memo from Rod Rosenstein. That revised memo is largely still classified. Now, what is in that revised memo? Well, I've got on pretty good authority that it's one of two things. It's likely a mandate from Mueller, I mean, from Rosenstein, pursuant to Mueller's request, follow me, Joe, Mm -hmm. to investigate obstruction of justice or secondarily, as I mentioned before, maybe some charges within the dossier itself. Think about what I just told you. Mm -hmm. Mueller figures out immediately why this guy gets no pats on the back from any sane person he knows immediately his entire mandate to exist is based on a hoax investigate a bank robbery joe armacost did not commit right a bank robbery it didn't even worse that didn't even happen right and instead of doing that 
a prosecutor who hates Joe, who figures out Joe is innocent. Mueller does not exonerate Trump. Trump exonerates Trump. Instead of doing the right thing, Joe, and going back and saying Joe did not rob this bank, he's being falsely accused, a prosecutor goes back to his boss and says, I think we should investigate Joe for obstructing justice because, Joe, I don't like the way he tweeted during our investigation of this fake bank robbery. Oh, daddy-o. Analogies always work better, folks. Yeah, man. People think in stories. People don't think in data points. The brain is set up to think in chronological narrative terms, to link disparate objects together, to spontaneously recombine discriminated operants, as we call creativity, in operant conditioning classes in college. We were learning behavioral learning. The brain thinks in stories. Don't forget that story. Joe was being investigated for a bank robbery that never happened. And the prosecutor who hates Joe went back to his boss to investigate Joe, uh, basically about some tweets and media appearances Joe did because he was mad he was being investigated for a bank robbery that never happened. Bob Mueller went back to Rosenstein, got a revised scope memo to conduct a different investigation than the investigation he was charged with doing because the crime he was charged with investigating, Mueller that is, never, ever happened. It was politically a hit job. And instead of Mueller doing the right thing, clearing the air, he succumbed to his own personal animus for Donald Trump and the hatred of the media. And to be loved by the media, he went back for a revised operating set of orders, a new scope memo, which is still classified, which I am almost positive has a mandate for him to pursue obstruction of justice charges for a crime that never happened. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the biggest scandal of our lifetime. The book lays it out. And if you think for a moment that I'm letting this go, or that Chuck Ross, Molly Hemingway, Margot Cleveland, Jeff Carlson... I mean, the, the list is endless. Kim Strassel, Byron York. Chuck Ross should get a Pulitzer Prize for breaking the Halper story. Kim Strassel's been on this from day one. If you think for a second, I can't speak for them, but I, and I don't know any of them personally. Maybe some tweets and some emails, but nothing personal. I don't know them. But knowing what they've done and the work, if you think for a second we're letting this go, You're in the wrong rodeo, pal. This ain't over. New rules. We are going to lay waste now to every single person who propagated this myth. No quarter for anyone. Speaking of which, Paul, you got that David Gergen uh, quote. uh, There's a, there's a, I'm sorry, I'm going a little out of order. My, my poor wife, she's, uh, she's working so hard to try to keep up with my tendency to go off script constantly. Um, but there's an interesting piece in, in the, in the Washington Examiner that uh, David Gergen, who is a, a CNN analyst, is now suggesting that we should all somehow, you know, move on, that we should let this go. Um, you know, ladies and gentlemen, we're not going to let this go. I'm not letting it go. So here's the quote from David Gergen from the Washington Examiner piece, quote, it's totally understandable, as everyone is saying, that they, the Trump people, are celebrating. I understand that. 
But when the president calls it an illegal takedown, an illegal takedown, that's a vindictive view, Gergen said. He'd be well advised to remember Churchill, who said, in victory, magnanimity. Yeah, Churchill said something else, too, Gergen, you chump. Can't stand that guy. Argued with him on CNN a couple times. We will fight them on the beaches. We will fight them in the cities. Churchill never gave up. And I know for a fact, this president is not giving up on this. This guy's a warrior, and now we go to the mats. You think we're letting this go? The president called it an illegal takedown because it was, you knucklehead. Where have you been hiding? Get your ostrich head out of the dirt. We're not letting it go. Lord of the idiots. <laughs> I Joe's out of control tonight. No I, idea what he's doing back. What is he doing back there? What is he? <laughs> Ma, to me, All right, I got to pay for the show. So these sponsors want to be here with you. But I, I, folks, don't go in. This is a two-part series today. Share this everywhere. We're not letting go. All right, today's show brought to you by our buddies at Lending Club. For decades, credit cards have been telling us, buy it now, pay for it later. With interest, despite your best intentions, you know that interest gets out of control fast. Your bills start exploding. With Lending Club, you can consolidate your debt or pay off credit cards with one fixed monthly payment. God, so easy. With two, this, since 2007, Lending Club has been helping millions of people regain control of their finances with affordable fixed-rate personal loans. No trips to a bank, no high-interest credit cards. Just go to LendingClub.com, tell them about yourself, how much you want to borrow, pick the terms that are right for you, and if you're approved, your loan is automatically deposited in your bank account in as little as a few days. Lending Club is the number one peer-to-peer lending platform with over $35 billion in loans issued. Nice. Go to LendingClub.com slash Dan. Check your rate in minutes and borrow up to $40,000. That's LendingClub.com slash Dan, LendingClub.com slash Dan. All loans made by WebBank, member FDIC, equal housing lender, LendingClub.com slash Dan. Go check them out. Okay, people are texting me here during the show, which is always a little weird. I keep it on Do Not Disturb, but it pops up on my screen, you know? Yeah. So. All right, let's move on uh, quickly here to now the new liberal talking point, which um, Joe and I predicted laughingly, what, six months ago, right? Mm. Uh, What did we say about a year ago? Yeah, someone tweeted me this weekend and said, (laughs) you know, hat tip Dan Bongino, who said that the media, once the collusion narrative was entirely and completely debunked, would move immediately to obstruction. Uh, Joe, how many times have we said that? Oh, the pivot, the pivot. The pivot, the pivot. Here we go. The D.C. pivot, the D.C. shuffle. Uh, Here's a piece of the Washington Examiner in the show notes today by Eddie Scary. Uh, Please read it. It's really wonderful. Uh, My show notes today are must read available at Bongino.com. If you click on the menu and you go to podcasts, the show notes are attached to it. Please read the articles. Uh, Headline from Washington Examiner, Eddie Scary, March 24, 2019. Trump was cleared of obstruction of justice just as he was cleared of collusion with Russia. Folks, now we know it. We know they were going to pivot. We know they were going to make the move to obstruction because the collusion was a hoax and a hoax from the start. Here's the problem. I want to help you here. This is not what happened. Anyone who tells you, when I say it's not what happened, the media's new narrative, CNN and MSNBC, which are not serious news networks anymore, it's over. It's over. It's over. CNN is now making the pivot to, well, the four-page memo that was issued this weekend, and the four-page memo, for those that missed it, is a Department of Justice memorandum summarizing what Bob Mueller found. He found two things. He found that collusion is finished. There was no evidence. There was not only evidence that the Trump campaign didn't collude with Russia, no American person they could find colluded with Russia. Right, right, right. You think Mm -hmm. Mike Flynn should get that... uh, 
should get a, a, a pardon now? I think mm, so. Uh, yeah. No American person. But the second finding was that the Mueller report made no judgments on the obstruction charge and didn't exonerate Trump, but handed the information over to the Department of Justice, Rod Rosenstein and Bill Barr. Here is a quote from a Washington Examiner piece about what Bill Barr and Rod Rosenstein concluded on obstruction of justice, because here's our headline. The media is now pivoted, as Joe just accurately said, Mm -hmm. because they know collusion's dead to Trump may have obstructed justice. And that's what they say. Well, that's what the report said. That is not what the report said. Let me read some quotes from it. In the Washington Examiner today, the attorney general, uh, William Barr, took it from there. He wrote in his summary that in consultation with his deputy, Rod Rosenstein, he determined that the evidence presented by the special counsel, listen to this quote, was not sufficient to establish that the president committed an obstruction of justice offense. He has been completely 100% exonerated and vindicated. Let me read that quote again. Not sufficient to establish that the president committed an obstruction of justice offense, period. The media is making this up. Bob Mueller handed his investigation, his grotesque investigation that should have wrapped up 674 days ago. He turned it into an obstruction investigation to do a political hit on the president. Turn that over to the attorney general. The attorney general and his deputy concluded that there was no that they, they could not commit, he, there was no evidence to establish the president committed an obstruction of justice offense. Exonerated. Now, the takeaways here, these are important. So, headline media pivots to obstruction, claiming Mueller didn't exonerate the president. The Department of Justice did on obstruction. Are we clear on that? There's two subplots here you need to be aware of. Showing to you again that Mueller is not a good guy. Mueller is a political creature who is engaged in a political hit on the president. Thank you for your service to the country, Mr. Mueller. That does not absolve you of what you did here. Joe, why do you think Mueller, despite no probable cause to charge the president with obstruction, right? He doesn't have it. All right. He does, if he had the evidence that the president obstructed justice, he would have charged him. Mm-hmm. So he says he doesn't have the evidence, but he doesn't exonerate him, which is a cop-out. That's right. like saying, I don't have evidence Paula robbed a bank, but I don't have evidence she didn't rob a bank either. What? Yeah, poisoning are, the well, Are you man. a serious... Yeah. What's that? Poisoning the well. Yeah, sure. B- b- bingo, Forever. brother. Yeah. Poison. That's exactly what Mueller did. Yes, it was. You just nailed it. Now, why do you think... Mueller then leaves this wishy-washy conclusion. Well, we don't know he obstructed justice, but we we don't know he didn't obstruct justice. So we turned it over to the attorney general. Uh, Don't worry, I'm not going to... I've been thinking about this all week. It'd be unfair to put you on the spot. I'm going to give you the answer to this. But folks, I throw this out to the audience. My wife, Paula, you too. You may know, I may have told you this last night while we were headed to sleep. She gets to cheat. She gets a preview of the show at night. (laughs) She's laughing. Some other shows, too. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love this show, right? Why do you think Mueller does that? Because Mueller understands fully that he had the collusion thing is a hoax. He has no evidence there. Trump exonerates himself. 
He also understands the case for obstruction is dead. The case for obstruction is dead for a few reasons. Andy McCabe has already testified under oath after the firing of Jim Comey, Joe, that there was no effort to obstruct the investigation. Mueller would get decimated in a post-presidency indictment of Donald Trump for obstruction. You can't indict the president while he's sitting in office. We clear? Right. The Office of Legal Counsel has already determined that. You can indict the president after he's impeached. Mueller would be destroyed in court on an on an obstruction charge for three reasons. Again, McCabe, the deputy director at the time, acting director of the FBI, after Comey is fired, already testified to Senator Marco Rubio. There's been no effort to obstruct his investigation. Secondly, Jim Comey himself writes in his memos, I can't say this enough, that Trump asked him to look at his, quote, satellites. In other words, Trump asked him to review the conduct of his satellite people around him, saying it would be good to know if they did anything wrong. Folks, have a brain if you're a liberal. I'm not trying to insult my conservative audience, but the liberals who listen, I I know, I, I I don't want to insult you. Thank you for listening, but I mean it. Think about this rationally. How could Trump have obstructed an investigation the FBI said wasn't obstructed while simultaneously asking the FBI to engage in the investigation? Those were Comey's own notes. Does this make any sense? Finally, Jim Baker, FBI lawyer, headquarters guy, Comey's right-hand guy, they're like this, has already said under oath that Donald Trump wasn't only told that the investigation wasn't, uh, wasn't, wasn't, uh, wasn't in, involved in it. He was told it wasn't. He was told they weren't investigating him. How can Donald Trump obstruct an investigation into an investigation he was told wasn't even about him? Folks, this case is dead in the water. There was no case. Now I had to set that up. I'm getting, I didn't forget where I was. The lead, media pivots to obstruction. There is no obstruction. Mueller knows it. Why didn't Mueller just say it? He hands it off to Barr for a reason, to give the media a narrative, Joe, because Barr and Rosenstein have now absolved Donald Trump of obstruction, too. As I just read to you the quote, they couldn't provide any evidence that Donald Trump committed obstruction of justice. Joe, who who picked William Barr to be the attorney general? Not a trick question. Donald Trump. (laughs) Thank you. I wasn't trying to set you up. So now... By the way, according to this little thing we have called the Constitution, where the president picks principal officers, uh, he was confirmed by the Senate, right, Joe? It's not a trick question, right? <laughs> not a Bill trick Barr question. was confirmed no. by the Senate. Yeah, we're good. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I just need Joe to confirm this for the liberals out there uh, who've taken the vaccination, right? Vaccinated against facts. Hat tip, our buddy Cole, right? Now the new media narrative, Joe, is that the hand-picked attorney general, by the way, every attorney general is hand-picked by the president, but let's not get that out of control, right? Let's not let facts get in the way, Joe. The hand-picked attorney general has chosen to not prosecute the obstruction of justice charge. That, Mueller, do you understand where I'm going, Joe? Mueller handed the media a a gold-plated narrative to run with that is, again, entirely false. Bill, listen to me. Uh-huh. Media narrative. Trump's hand-picked attorney general chooses not to prosecute Trump on obstruction. No, no. Bill Barr does not exonerate Trump of obstruction. Again, Donald Trump exonerated Donald Trump of obstruction because he didn't obstruct the investigation. I just gave you the three top-line takeaways. 
Comey said he asked him to investigate. McCabe mm-hmm. said there was no obstruction. And Baker said they told Trump he wasn't even under investigation. Let me give you a fourth. Joe, was Mike Flynn was Mike Flynn was prosecuted by the United States government, correct? In a, in a, yes, he was, Dan. Uh, yes, he was. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. I need Joe to do this for liberals today. Mike Flynn was prosecuted. He should be pardoned, by the way. Mm-hmm. Papadopoulos was prosecuted. Cohen was prosecuted. Trump did nothing to obstruct this investigation at all. This case, the obstruction charge, like the collusion charge, was a hoax from day one. It's a hoax now. Trump exonerated Trump. Barr just put out a statement of facts saying there is no evidence because Donald Trump gave them no evidence of obstruction. That's the first takeaway. I said there were two. The second one is just a maestro-like performance by President Trump. You know, folks, um, we've nailed this case from the start here. Uh, No need for an excessive victory lap. But I have to tell you, there are some decisions, some calls I made where I, I have to rethink them. And I think the president's handling of Rosenstein was just epic. Think about this, Joe, how it relates to both Rosenstein and Barr signing off on a letter saying there's no evidence the president committed an obstruction of justice offense. Hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, Rod Rosenstein's signature or Rod Rosenstein's name, I guess is a better way to say it, appears in two critical documents in this case. Two. Now I understand completely why uh, President Trump kept Rosenstein on board. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. I see you. The fourth FISA to spy on the Trump campaign, the fourth, yeah. the original and the third renewal, the last one, mm-hmm. while Trump is still president, Despite the fact that the FISA is based exclusively on now a hoax dossier, entirely, completely discredited, ironically, by Bob Mueller himself, who has shown there's no collusion. The fourth FISA, the one where they had months, Joe, months to determine this thing was a hoax. They already Mm -hmm. knew. Mm -hmm. Was signed by Rod Rosenstein. Rod Rosenstein's signature one on a document used to spy on the team of the president of the United States based on a hoax that Rod Rosenstein's own appointee and Bob Mueller has now just entirely, completely destroyed. The greatest irony of all. I got to, can I stop? I got to tell you something. I don't mean stop the video. I'm just getting a lot. Something just hit me. I had a a phone call this morning that was, um, Joe knows what I'm talking about. So does my Mm -hmm. wife. I'm just not at liberty to disclose who it was, but I think you can figure a lot of it out, folks. This guy, this president, is so, so much smarter, obviously, than the media gives him credit for. But folks, I think even some people who are supporters give him credit for. I don't mean you. I mean, like people who lend their tacit support on Capitol Hill, but behind the scenes think the yeah. president is some kind of a dunce or something. 
show friends. You're, this is why I love you, Joe. There's no one better. You always you always say what I'm thinking. Yeah, you're right. Show friends. Yeah. You're, that's a damn good way to say it. The DC show friends. The peanut gallery. They sit there in the audience on an applause line on Seinfeld. <laughs> Golf clap. The president understood this entire time because he studied the history of what happened and the failures of this broken presidencies we've had in the past that have not cooperated with these investigations, no matter how false they are. The president understood fully that getting Rosenstein to sign off on a document saying he didn't obstruct justice and did not collude while simultaneously having Rosenstein being the guy who put his John Hancock on a warrant where someone swore in front of a judge that the president's campaign did collude was a stroke of political tactical genius and not firing him that I think me and everyone else who questioned Rosenstein's ability to stay on board need to go back and reevaluate that and understand that the president even one up us. This was a tactical political move of strategic genius. Joe, I, I'm just getting, because I, get, I think you know, based on the conversation, what I'm talking about here, that these people were played for idiots the whole time while they thought they were playing the president. Mm-hmm. Rosenstein signed his own, basically, career death warrant, the FISA, and getting Rosenstein at the Department of Justice to put his name in a letter to have to acknowledge publicly and in humiliating fashion that the warrant he signed to end the political career of the president was based on a hoax that he participated in was a stroke of political genius we haven't seen in a long time. Do not doubt me on this one. Genius. Genius. I don't think you all understand how deep this goes. Genius. Because remember, it's not Rosenstein who exonerated Trump. It's not Barr and it's not Mueller. Donald J. Trump exonerated Donald Trump. Because he did nothing wrong. This show is epic level stuff today. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I'm figuring, yeah. like, where do we go now? All right. Let's go. I know where to go next. Okay. But let me just get this to knock this final out of these companies pay to be here again. They, uh, they like, We got to give them their due respect. They pay for the show and they keep it free. Uh, folks, here's the reality. Emergencies usually strike without warning. They do. You have to prepare now while there's not an emergency going on. We're surprised when the power go out, goes out. Hurricanes like Michael hit with very little warning. Certainly with earthquakes, there's almost zero warning sometimes. Things happen that you just don't or can't expect. And when it's breaking news, it's too late to prepare. Now you're in the panic scramble. Who needs that? The best thing to do to prepare for emergency situations is, is to do it while things are calm. Not why the grocery shelves are bare. Ask yourself, could you feed yourself or your family for two weeks with the food you have at home at this very moment? 
Folks, we, we ensure everything in our lives that matter. Think about it rationally. Your health, your teeth, your car, your home. Why would you not ensure food supply? It just doesn't make sense. There's nothing irrational about that. If not, it's time to act and secure an emergency food supply. Do it today. I trust and use my Patriot Supply. You should too. I have a couple boxes of this in my closet. A two-week food kit gets you started. This week, it's at a special price of only $75. When you go to my site, preparewithdan.com, preparewithdan.com, these food kits include meals that last up to 25 years in storage. It'll ship right discreetly to your door too. Order now and prepare yourself so there will be no surprises when disaster strikes. Go to preparewithdan.com. That's preparewithdan.com. Check it out. Preparewithdan.com. Okay. Um, I want to move on to a couple more things. So we've now, just to recap where we were, takeaway number one from the show. I have them numbered here. When did they find out there was no collusion? My guess informed I should say informed opinion. I'm not guessing based on the facts. Is based on the request for a revised scope memo. Mueller knew early on this entire collusion case was BS. Had to keep the political hit on Donald Trump going. Asks for a revised scope memo to expand his investigation into obstruction. That didn't happen either. Takeaway number two. We are not giving up. I don't care what David Gergen or anyone says. We should just let this go and be magnanimous. Magnanimous in what? The destruction of the Constitutional Republic by a weaponized intel agency and an out-of-control president and candidate for the Democrat nomination for president, Hillary Clinton? Are you crazy? We're not letting this go. Takeaway number three, the media pivot to obstruction is BS. The Department of Justice's memo is clear. There is no evidence of obstruction, and they didn't exonerate Trump. Trump did, because there's absolutely no evidence. Number four, Brett Stevens. Paula, can you throw up that tweet if you don't mind? Brett Stevens, uh, the fake conservative, works at the New York Times, who was attacked by friend Mark Levin repeatedly, despite uh, not having the uh, ability to wipe Mark Levin's nose. Here's Brett Stevens' tweet. Main takeaway for the day. The system worked. Serious allegations were made. A serious investigation was held. Credible conclusions were reached. The president may be a scoundrel, which he spells wrong. He spells scoundrel. I don't know what a scoundrel is. Um, He isn't a traitor. Leave 2016 behind. Political debate should be about the future, not the past. Um, No thanks, Brett. The system didn't work. The system failed. Ladies and gentlemen, we live in a society where you're innocent until proven guilty, not guilty until proven innocent. How did the system break down? Folks, I can't repeat this to you enough. Again, this is going to be a two-part show. I'm sorry to do this to you, but there's a lot to get in. People say, well, why don't you make it two hours? Because, folks, there's so much breaking today, and there's so much I have to get done that I want to make sure this is a responsibly done show where you have all the ammunition you need to get to your friends. This is an important takeaway. Takeaway number four, the system did not work. Bob Mueller has now come to a conclusive finding, a political enemy of the United States who waged an out of control investigation with his angry Democrats on his, with with hundreds of, 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 uh, with, excuse me, tens of millions of dollars and hundreds of thousands of man hours. Concluded, Joe, that there is no evidence that Trump, his campaign, or any American citizen colluded with Russia. Ladies and gentlemen, the FBI's entire case is the dossier that alleges what, Joe? That Paul Manafort and Carter Page and Michael Cohen colluded with Russia. Those charges were political opposition research paid for 
by the Hillary Clinton campaign for president. Are you telling me, Brett Stevens, fake New York Times conservative, are you telling me now that political opposition research funneled into the FBI intravenously in the Department of Justice through back channels, not vetted and proved conclusively false by Bob Mueller himself, who can't stand this president, that that should be the basis for an investigation into political figures we simply don't like? That's the system working? Open your eyes, brother. You know, history tends to be more sober, whereas the past tends to speak with drunken overtones. When history looks back on this, folks, I want you to take some solace in this. Make absolutely no mistake. This will be a horrifying scar on the history of the United States. People who refuse to call this grotesque weaponization of the United States government by Obama, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, John Brennan, Jim Clapper, and all of these figures in the government, people who refuse to call this out, will be humiliated by the history books once your drunken glasses are taken off today. A sober view of this will be gross. The system broke down completely. Folks, that information that was shuttled through David Kramer at the John McCain Institute, Bruce Orr, from a lawyer at Perkins Coie into James Baker at the FBI. This information intravenous line into the Bureau, the DOJ, Jonathan Weiner at the State Department, Victoria Newland at the State Department. It all originated with a fake dossier that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going on the record and telling you about, Barack Obama knew about. Take it to the bank. Joe, please tell me you get where I'm going with this. The collusion hoax started the FBI's investigation. The collusion hoax is based exclusively on the dossier. The dossier lays out the only charges. The story is the dossier. That story is debunked by Mueller himself, which says to you conclusively, that the FBI's entire investigation into Donald Trump was based on a Loch Ness Monster-like hoax. The system failed. Ladies and gentlemen, the system has a component called the the Woods Procedure, which I've only mentioned on this show 25,000 times. Hyperbolic, maybe a bit. But probably close to 500. The Woods procedure is supposed to authenticate and verify information. This is in my second book. You're not going to want to miss that FBI agents bring into a FISA court, raise their right hand and swear to the system failed. This information was not verified. The information was the dossier, which is now conclusively 100% discredited and debunked. The system 
failed. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to get to next. I'm sorry, I should move on. I, I, I want to. I got to draw arrows because I've got so much to get to you again. That's why this is going to be a two-parter. Mm-hmm. Paula, that's, we're going to go to New York Times next, just so mm-hmm. you know. Um, again, my poor wife. I'm always like jumping all over the place, but I, I actually stayed reasonably in order today, right, Paula? Not too bad. I'm usually like all over. I'm like Paula. We're going to run this story fifth. It becomes like story number one. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get to in a second after this. How there's a there's two pivots here by the mainstream media hacks and the liberal police state goons, okay? Pivot number one is going to be now to obstruction charges that they insist are laid out in the four-page memo that just came out this weekend summarizing the Mueller report, which says there's no evidence of obstruction. Uh, again, how you can't, those two things can't be true. There is no evidence of obstruction, but the media won't give up because they're lost, they're clueless. So they're going to pivot to obstruction. Trump obstructed justice and Barr exonerated him. Trump exonerated himself. The second pivot, which we hinted at a couple weeks ago, Joe, the show you and I did with Saliza, Chris Saliza, the now discredited uh, loser at CNN, who tweeted mm. out, say it with me. The case began with George Papadopoulos in a bar with the Australian embassy, uh, Australian ambassador, uh, excuse me, saying that there was um, uh, dirt on Hillary that the Russians had. That's how the case started. I wa- Don't go anywhere. Because I want to explain to you now why that second pivot, in other words, it wasn't the dossier, it was Papadopoulos, is so critical right now. False. It's a bogus pivot. But it did DC two-step. But it's <laughs> critical why they're doing that. But before I get to that, the New York Times, ladies and gentlemen, knew this was a fake bogus case the whole time. They knew it. Paula, can we put up those two screenshots? To the left, if you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash Bongino, you can see this. If you're listening on audio, don't worry, I'll read them for you. No big deal, doesn't change the content. The New York Times had to take a bath this morning. They had to take a bath because they've been knee-deep in this thing from the beginning. Here's my point. The lead here, I'm telling you, is the New York Times knew the whole time this collusion thing was a hoax. On the left, again, if you're watching on YouTube, this morning's headline, Monday, March 25th, 2019, Mueller finds no Trump-Russia conspiracy. Gosh, Joe, how much it must have pained the New York Times to put that headline up. (laughs) On the right, January 19th, 2017, just days into the Trump presidency. Here is a quote from the New York Times. The FBI is leading the investigations aided by the National Security Agency, the CIA, and the Treasury Department Financial Crimes Unit. The investigators have accelerated their efforts in recent weeks, but have found no conclusive evidence of wrongdoing, the officials said. One official said intelligence reports have been based on some of the wiretap communications have been, that had been provided to the White House. Please, ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching the YouTube, this will be crystal clear to you right now. But if you're listening in your car, please tell me you understand where I'm going with this. In January of 20 uh, of 2017. The president is just President Trump, just days into his presidency, the New York Times. Paula, can you throw that up again? I'm sorry. Just one more time. I don't I just want the audience at home to see because it's really important. The New York Times themselves on January 19th of 2017. The investigators have found no conclusive evidence of wrongdoing. You may say, well, well, Dan, I don't get it. Where are you going? If the New York Times reported in January of 2017 
that there was no evidence of wrongdoing. Aren't you making the case that the New York Times reported right? No, the New York Times continued to report for two years. Yes. Or a year and a half. That this case had some meat on its bones. That this collusion case was real. They should have called the colluders on the carpet that day. The stories from that point on, Joe, should have crystal clear been what? Why is the FBI still investigating Trump? Mm -hmm. There's no evidence. But they didn't. They didn't do that. Instead of taking that January story where they acknowledge Trump's been wiretapped, their words, not mine. You can see it yourself. Watch it on the YouTube channel. They acknowledge he's been wiretapped and they acknowledge there's no evidence. In January of 2017, these hacks at the Times know this whole thing is a hoax. And yet they continue to report for a year and a half uncritically about a collusion investigation. Ladies and gentlemen, they have already, maybe even unwittingly, acknowledged is a complete, total hoax. That screenshot side by side is the most powerful thing you're going to see today. The media is finished. Rest in peace. It is over. Your credibility has been buried. It is dead. You have invested 100% in your, of your energy into propagandizing and gaslighting the American people about a collusion story that is complete 100% B. S. It is a hoax. Your credibility is done. Now, I want to finish with what I just said I was going to get to while pivot number two is important, but I just want to tease what tomorrow's show is going to be about. I'll be on Tucker Carlson tonight. Please watch. I'll be talking about this further. Tomorrow's show, we're going to hit the dossier again because the dossier was the collusion story Mueller debunked. And I'm going to hit to you four or five takeaways from the dossier that were all now hoax, nonsense allegations. Also tomorrow, Joe, please hold that cut. I know I sent it to you today. Mm -hmm. What did Obama know? And when did Obama know it? We are going to nail Jim Clapper and Obama to the wall tomorrow. He has nowhere to go. For those of you who don't know Jim Clapper, I know most of you do. Forgive me, I'm not insulting your intelligence. This was Obama's director of national intelligence while this entire weaponization of the intelligence community to target Donald Trump was going on. Jim Clapper slipped in an interview with Anderson Cooper. I'm going to get to that tomorrow. Don't go anywhere. But I want to finish show today's show, part one, up on this. And book two, by the way, is going to f- slay this stuff. Pivot number one by the media is to obstruction. Obstruction that doesn't exist, we now know, according to the memo, despite their protestations, that it doesn't say that, which it does. Their second pivot is going to be, this case did not start with the dossier. It started with Papadopoulos. Joe, why would they say that? Well, I think you know the answer. I'm not trying to set you up here again, because the dossier now, according to Bob Mueller himself, is a hoax. We know it. The dossier tells a story of Russian collusion. Bob Mueller, as you said in his report, does not exist. Now the media has to go back and tell a different story about why not the FBI targeted Trump. Oh, they did. Mm -hmm. 
But ladies and gentlemen, let me ask you a question. Do you really think the law enforcement, the the media, the left-wing media, candidly, is not a big fan of law enforcement, and I'm being generous by saying it that way? Yeah. Do you really believe that the media, CNN, MSNBC, and the other hacks like Saliza who are going to promote this story, oh, it wasn't a dossier. That's not why the FBI did this. It was Papadopoulos. You really believe they're protecting the FBI? That was me unplugging my phone. The answer is hell no. They are protecting Barack Obama and the legacy of the Democrat Party. The Democrats have supposedly been the party of civil liberties, for supposedly, because we know it's not true, forever. You've been disingenuously told that they were the only side on the fight of the civil rights movement. That's nonsense. The civil rights movement was led largely by Republicans, especially on the political side, against Southern Democrats. You're being told now that the liberals are in it for the little guy, defenders of civil liberties. They're against police state spying. No, no, they are the police state. The media is defending Obama. Because when it comes out that Obama knew about the dossier and the dossier was the FBI investigation and that Papadopoulos was incidental to the entire thing, this is going to be a nuclear bomb level, tier one level explosion that will forever destroy the reputation of Barack Obama's administration and the Clinton corrupt criminal cabal. Here's your evidence and we'll wrap on this. And when I say evidence, I mean evidence of the fact that this case could not have been started due to the tip about Papadopoulos saying that to Downer, uh, allegedly, about the Hillary dirt. Point number one. There's an FBI agent by the name of Gaeta, last name Gaeta, who knows Christopher Steele. They worked on the soccer corruption FIFA case together. He meets with Steele in London to exchange information. The dossier, two weeks before the case is even open, folks. How could that possibly happen if the case was open because of Papadopoulos? What exactly was Gaeta meeting with Steele about in London? Steele's name has been attached to the dossier. It's not in it, but it's he's allegedly the author. He's not. Not of all of it. It was that information, of course, that started the investigation. Point number two. If two weeks after the FBI is meeting overseas with the alleged author of the dossier, the now discredited hoax dossier that started the FBI investigation, despite what the media is telling you. But if that meeting wasn't the cause of this and Papadopoulos was the cause of this, how come Papadopoulos wasn't interviewed until the following year? Ladies and gentlemen. This case is opened in July of 2016. George Papadopoulos isn't interviewed until early 2017. How is that? Folks, I was a criminal investigator, but you don't have to be one to figure this out. If George Papadopoulos was the key figure in a Russian collusion scandal that was being investigated, how come no one interviewed him until 2017, six months after the case started? How is that? Ladies and gentlemen, in addition, now that we know Bob Mueller has concluded no American citizen colluded with Russia, where's the pardon for Papadopoulos? 
Papadopoulos, Joe, understand, is alleged to have met with, well, not alleged, he did meet with this guy, Joseph Mifsud, mm-hmm. where it's alleged that he told Mifsud again about this Russian dirt on Hillary. Mm-hmm. And in the charging documents, they intimate in the statement of offense that George Papadopoulos signed, Joe, that Mifsud was some kind of a Russian cutout. That's been alleged directly by members of Congress on the Democrat side. So if Bob Mueller is saying in his report that no American citizen, Papadopoulos is an American citizen, meeting Papadopoulos either, colluded with any Russian entity to impact the election, then who exactly was Joseph Mifsud if he wasn't a Russian cutout? Who was he working for? A lot of blinks today. Who exactly was Joseph Mifsud working for if he wasn't working for the Russians? And we now know that. Does John Brennan know anything about that? What about Jim Clapper? What about the FBI? So if the case was started due to Papadopoulos, how come no one interviewed him? How come Joseph Mifsud's not in jail? How come he's not being prosecuted? How come Papadopoulos? How come Manafort? How come Cohen was never once charged with a conspiracy to collude with Russians to impact an election? Not once. Because Donald Trump exonerated himself. That's why. Third, and my final point on this, the Papadopoulos Downer meeting. Key components of it have now been recanted by Downer himself, who now claims that Trump was never mentioned that there was no uh, mention ever of Trump knowing about any of this. And he claims that Papadopoulos now didn't say dirt on Hillary. Downer himself has since retracted a lot of this information. Folks, don't believe the media spin. Obstruction is dead, number one. And point number two, this case was 100% based on a dossier produced by Team Hillary that the Obama team knew about that has now been debunked as a hoax which was the only thing the FBI based their case on. And now they don't have egg on their face. They have a day of a baker's dozen of eggs all over their body. Folks, please don't miss tomorrow's show. And again, please subscribe to the show on iTunes. I appreciate if you share this episode. Also watch it on YouTube, youtube.com slash Bongino. Um, please also subscribe on SoundCloud or iHeartRadio if you have uh, an Android device and not an, an iTunes. You can go to iTunes. It's all free to subscribe to all this. We don't charge our audience and we have generous sponsors that pay to be here. Um, and folks, I just want to leave you today with, um, and this is hat tip to my wife, Paula, who's a great, uh, great, uh, you know, uh, life partner, number one, but just great on the show. She said this this morning. She said, Dan, we cannot end this show on anything other than this. This is President Trump. I just want to tell you that America is the greatest place on earth. The greatest place on earth. Thank you very much. You're darn right, Mr. President. America is the greatest place on earth. And we'll just leave the show with putting his tweet up there. And you can see it on the YouTube channel. Don't miss part two tomorrow, folks. Now the counterattack begins. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.